Hello St. Peter Podcast, episode 58. You are listening to the Hello St. Peter Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hello San Pedro. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. Um, how are you guys doing? I hope you're doing well. Me, myself, I am doing okay. I feel like every single day is a challenge to myself. Like, let's see how much of my to-do list I can get done. (laughs) Because, you know, it's like we always said, oh, if I had more time, I'd do all these things. Well, now I'm finding myself with a lot more time. I shouldn't say a lot more time. Um, I think we all have a lot more responsibilities than normal. And now all of a sudden... We have all this unstructured time and responsibilities. For me, this is like a huge lesson in like time management. And um, it's really this quarantine time has been uh, basically a daily challenge of me trying to use my time wisely. Um, That being said, it doesn't always go as planned. Um, Also, I do now realize how important it is to set time aside for yourself to take a break. Um, I think that even in quarantine, we are probably still in like go, go, go mode and still stressing out Um, because who wouldn't? I mean, this is a time of uncertainty. Well, I wanted to make this episode about um, something that I know a lot of people are missing and I am not really one of those people because I've never been a sports person, but this episode is about sports and um, how this pandemic has impacted the sports community, not only nationally um, or globally even, but locally. Um, how are people doing without sports and what are people doing without sports? So I actually brought on um, a very cool guy who has a podcast. He's from San Pedro and his podcast is called Camelo's Corner. Um, My guest is Chris Camelo. He is a local journalist who has um, been writing for the Daily Breeze on local sports. And um, he also hosts a podcast all about sports. Um, I thought he was the best person to come on and talk about what's going on with sports right now. Um, Of course, I kept it very general because I know literally nothing about sports. Um, And we find a lot of common ground. um, And you'll hear in the episode, I thought he was an amazing guest. So I'm going to try and have him on again um, and find something else that we can talk about because I am literally good for nothing when it comes to sports. Um, But yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. For those of you who are athletes, I am really, really, really sorry that you have to go through this weird, sucky quarantine time where you don't get to play with your teammates. You don't get to really hone your skills and you don't get to, um, you know, show off your skills, especially if you were in high school, especially if you're in college and and this was a critical time for you. I am really, really, really sorry. Um, I really hope that you guys will have your chance soon. Um, this pandemic will not last forever. It will come to an end at some point. Um, I guess in the meantime, you know, um, yeah, hang in there, hang in there. And we're still rooting for you. So 
Yeah, um, I will go ahead and get right into the episode. Um, Here's my interview with Chris Camello. This episode was brought to you by San Pedro Today, your local community magazine, bringing you stories from San Pedro. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of Hello, San Pedro. Um, today's guest is another local podcaster, Chris Camello, um, host of Camello's Corner. Thanks, Chris, for joining me. Thanks, Amanda, so much for having me. Glad to be here. It's really cool to have another podcaster, especially another local podcaster on the show. Um, uh, tell me about your podcast. Yeah, so I've been hosting it for three years. Uh, it's called Camelo's Corner. It's mostly been an LA sports-based podcast uh, covering the Lakers, the Dodgers, uh, but I've also expanded out to the NFL, to the NBA, MLB, whatever I kind of feel like talking about. I, I've had various guests on, guests on from the sports uh, media field because that's also a field that I'm in as well. Uh, I've been a journalist for the last six years. Oh. And uh, yeah, so that's, I've covered the Clippers, covered the Lakers, I've covered USC basketball. And uh, right now, obviously, obviously everything is to a screeching halt, but I've created a lot of contacts in those, you know, just being in that field. And uh, I've, I've invited them to be uh, a guest on my podcast and just talk about the state of the Lakers, state of the Clippers, state of the NBA, MLB, Dodgers, what moves they, they may make. So it just kind of depends on uh, what's hot and what's a, what's a hot story and what I kind of feel like talking about and, you know, uh, if, who's available to, to talk about it with me. Yeah, well, um, I can't help you there. I don't follow sports <laughs> at all, <laughs> which is something I messaged you. But yeah, I'm really not a big sports fan. Of course, I went to like Dodger games growing up. I think I've been to a Laker game. Uh, actually, it might have been a Clipper game. Um, and that's as far as I go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, <laughs> no, that's not. That's not true. I've gone to a lot of LA Galaxy games. I forgot. Um, my dad had uh, season tickets for like a few years. Um, that was his thing. I grew up playing soccer, so I guess nice. I'm not totally unsporty. <laughs> no, no, no. Soccer. I mean, that's the world's biggest sport. I mean, even though basketball has continued to grow and whatnot, uh, soccer is still the biggest. And I've actually uh, covered the Galaxy as well. So uh, I, I think during one of their championship runs, I covered a, a regular season game. So that's a that's a very uh, devoted uh, crowd there that that covers uh, that goes to see the Galaxy. So. Yeah, it really is. And they're, the games are really fun. Um, you know, you get a, a beer and then you sit down. And it's like a party in the middle. It's really fun. Um, yeah, so I've always enjoyed going to the games with my dad. Um, well, I want to talk more about your podcast. But first, let's talk about you being a local. Are you in Pedro? Yes, uh, born and raised here. Um, just had my 30th birthday actually last week. Congratulations. So, Happy thank birthday. You. Thank you. Amidst this pandemic, there was a silver lining. I made it to 30. And all 30 years have been spent here uh, in San Pedro. I currently live, uh, you know, kind of like on the border of RPV in San Pedro. But that's where I grew up, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like right above Western, but you don't really identify as a PV kid. So you're like, exactly. uh, I'm more a Pedro person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I went to a lot of local schools and um, my parents were pretty much uh, raised here as well. My dad is actually from Italy. Uh, my dad, Frank uh, Camello, uh, he's been in realtor. He's, he's been in real estate. He's been a realtor uh, here in San Pedro for 40 plus years, but he immigrated 
to this country from Southern Italy in, in Ischgl, where a lot of the Italians from ah, Saint Peter are yeah. from. Yeah, so they immigrated here in the late 50s and a lot, they basically never left. Everybody has kind of uh, got married here, had their own families here. Their, you know, their kids had families here and whatnot. And even if they moved, they haven't moved very, very far. So yeah. uh, we're all well connected. I'm the youngest of, of uh, three brothers. So I got two older brothers who are also married and raising their families here. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I, this is home for me. And uh, I, I can't really imagine living anywhere else, to be honest. I mean, everything Same. is here, so <laughs> it's, uh, like it's that kind of town. <laughs> yeah, everything you said, I was like, yep, same. I just turned 30. Well, I shouldn't say I just turned 30. I turned 30 back in October. Um, but yeah. Happy belated. <laughs> very belated, but yeah. <laughs> it still feels like I'm barely 30, but the truth is, is like we're almost uh, closer to 31 now. <laughs> so. I got you. <laughs> Um, well, that's really cool. It sounds like you guys are like, um, I don't want to say a typical Pedro family. I would say a traditional Pedro family, you know, immigrants yeah. from parts of Europe. Um, I, I used to work with the Amafitanos um, from Amafitano Bakery and that oh, yeah. is from Ischia. Um, and yeah, I loved going to their house for food. That was the number I'd be like, I would just go in and eat their food. Basically. That's what it's I was like. Talk. I'm in, I'm in. Hey, hey you guys having yeah. Sunday dinner, uh, set up a place for me. I'll see you. I'll yeah. see you in a half hour. <laughs> totally. If I got an invite to like any type of like family event, my, my best friend's one of their granddaughters. And so I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'll go to your cousin's birthday, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just no. thought it was going to be so good. <laughs> oh, for sure. And the thing is, it's like we're, we've always, at least my uh, my family, I'm sure the same with the Amalfitanos. A lot of my close friends are Amalfitanos, and I know that family who used to run that bakery. Mm -hmm. And they've always been very welcoming. It's like, hey, you want to come by? Come by, have a plate, have a drink, you know, mingle, meet the family, you know, meet the friends, everything like that. And everything is so big and so warm and everything. And yeah, yeah you're never going to go hungry at any never. type of event. <laughs> never went hungry there's all like especially with that family there's always something sweet too um yeah. and my friend <clears throat> she'd always make like this really good um cream cheese frosting for like the top of you know cupcakes and cakes and stuff like that and she would always have a tub of it in the fridge and i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like i would hit that all the time <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with that you got a yeah. sweet tooth I do too I try to moderate mine as, as much as I can but yeah when, I, when you see that stuff it's just so tempting ah, I'll splurge for one day it's not gonna kill I me know. at least you if hope I, not <laughs> if I had a bad day she would literally bring a little like just tub of it where <laughs> here you go I know you had a bad breakup or whatever here you go <laughs> there you go makes it makes just kind of eases the pain a little bit it does it really does um okay well so you were born and raised in Pedro like me or yeah we're Pedrins. I don't consider myself an RPV in or whatever that no is. neither do I <laughs> there's like it's just literally this middle ground that you kind of just don't know yeah. what side you're on but well just to give you a little history on just just a touch of history not to bore anybody here but that area where we lived at see I live uh, I don't want to get into streets but I live below western in Tuscanini and um that area used to be San Pedro and it got annexed by RPV, I believe in the early to mid nineties. So I remember my brothers, they had the option of going to LAUSD schools like Taper and Dotson or San Pedro, which were the schools that I went to, mm -hmm. um, or you could go to RPV. Now, when, it when I finished up at Taper, my dad and mom, they 
asked me to give some serious consideration to go to Mira West Middle mm-hmm. School, to eventually go to Peninsula or Palos Verdes High School, because it's like, we have the opportunity to do that. But in the end, I said, you know what? All my friends are going to San Pedro High School. It's actually closer to our house. I mean, PD yeah. schools are about 15, 20 minutes without traffic. You yeah. know what I mean? To get to San Pedro High School is maybe 10 minutes with traffic. Yeah. So it just, you know, it, to me, it just made more sense to, to go to a Pedro school. And uh, you know what? I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot more diverse. I had a lot more in common with the people. And, um, you know, I made a lot of new friends. And it was great. It was a great four years at Pedro. And Dotson was great, too. And, you know, I always said you get two educations when you go to very diverse schools like that. You're going to get the education in the classroom and outside of it as well, just by being around different, different people. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next is uh, which schools you went to. Uh, yes. So you said you went to Dotson. Uh-huh. Um, well, before Dotson, did you go to Taper? I went to Taper Avenue, yeah. K okay. through five, yeah. Taper, Dotson, and then Pedro High. That is correct. Yeah, graduated Pedro in 2008. Okay, very yeah. cool. I'm yeah. 07, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I knew a lot of, I knew, I'm still friends with a lot of people that graduated in 07. So that was a, that was a really good class. Uh, I mean, those are some good years. I really enjoyed it. I know. Oh man, I really feel for the graduates of 2020 right now. I just feel like they're not, they're not getting the full experience, you know, like is Disneyland going to make it up to them for grad night? You know, I just, I, I worry about them. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Oh, not fair. No, it isn't. And that, uh, you know, you think about all the things that this pandemic has robbed us of. And I think the biggest one that's now starting to get more attention is the fact that these graduates, both high school and college, and you, you could even say middle school and, and elementary school, they're, they're, they're not getting that proper ceremony. And it's just, it's terrible because, I mean, that's the one thing I looked forward to when graduating is actually going through the ceremony, you know, wearing a gown and robe with the hat and being with your friends and family and getting the flowers or the, you know, just the diploma. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like without those, you know, um, events, that time and that place, it's really, it really provides the space for family to say, congratulations, I'm proud of you, you know, and that goes a long way for kids, you know, and like, I know for me, it always, it always helped to know that, you know, I'm making my family proud and I did do something. I accomplished a lot, you know, Um, I just feel, I really feel for them this year, but um, hopefully it will, somebody will make it up to them. <laughs> somebody, yeah. I know I will do, I mean, if I have the opportunity to do anything for them, I will. But um, but yeah, I, I just hope they get the chance to, you know, where we can all applaud them for their accomplishment. Um, cool. Well, what sports did you play? So here's the thing with sports. I love sports. Um, I used to play a lot of basketball when I was a kid uh, in, in my backyard with my brothers playing one-on-one, two-on-two. Uh, me and my brother Johnny used to go down to Capitol Park and Peck Park and play pickup games with, you know, complete strangers and stuff like that. It was tough because we were smaller guys and some of these guys are tall, long, athletic, really, really fast and everything like that. By the time, and I used to play a lot in middle school, you know, nutrition, lunch, just same thing, pickup games with guys. And uh, the thing was, I loved to play, but I wasn't, I wasn't a world beating all-star like a lot of these guys were. I mean, they were just quick fast some of them were really tall because everybody kind of hits puberty at different times these guys are 13 years old they've already sprouted up to 510 511 right. and I knew coming from a short family I was going to peak at 5758 five, and I'm certainly not going to hit that in in middle school so by the time I got to high school um and I also like to play baseball too I, I was that was also you know first love of mine as well 
by the time I got to high school and tried out for these teams, you know, we're talking freshman, sophomore teams. I just, I was just completely out of my league. I wasn't, I was a good shooter uh, for basketball. Wasn't a great uh, and a solid defender, but when you're that short, that skinny, and these other guys are quicker, you know, quick, fast, tall, athletic, you're just going to get run over. And that's, I was, I knew I was out of my depth. I stood on for a couple of years as team manager, um, you know, and took stats and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I got to practice with the team and stuff and stuff because a lot of my friends were on the team. So I kind of wanted to still stay close to them. And I just love to play. So I'm like, I oh, have six period basketball. I got to take a gym class anyway. Wait, why not? Why not it be that? So it was cool. Learned a lot, a lot of like basic fundamentals and um, some, some, some fun times in those first couple of years of high school. Mm -hmm. I didn't do sports at all in high school, um, although I did do AYSO soccer growing up. Nice. Um, my dad was always my coach and he, because it was difficult to get one-on-one -on -one time coaching time with a goalie and they need like special training. That was me. I was oh, okay. all goalie. And honestly, I was pretty good at it. The other positions, not so much. I was like not <laughs> a very fast runner. I was like the complainer when it came to running. I'd be like, I <laughs> like you know, I was honestly pretty lazy. But with with being a goalie, like I got very competitive. And I remember, um, yeah, like just be like, kick it, kick it at me, just go for it. I don't care. I'm ready. You know. I remember, ugh, yeah some of the memories of like just jumping in front of balls and getting kicked in the stomach and stuff. Like, oh, man. I know, but it was also like a very proud moment. It's like, yeah, I did that, you know? And um, I think that's the part of sports that I kind of missed out on, or I, I should say I admit, cause I do have some of it, but like, that's the amazing thing about sports just from what I experienced is mm -hmm. you really push yourself to like, yes. you know, your physical limits and you really have to have courage in order to get stuff done on the, field or the court um but yeah well, yeah so it's funny you say ay so i completely left that out i played at bogdanovich like when i was like a little kid played bogdanovich basketball and then played peck park my final years i mean i played up i played till i was about 14 or 15 that mm -hmm. was the age limit for for those leagues and i just remember and i think about those leagues all the time it was just like how competitive we all were because we all went to school together so we talked smack on the days leading up to those games and then it would be like wars i mean and the thing is, it's like, I get very competitive too. Yeah, I'm giving up maybe a foot of height or six, six seven inches of height. Yeah. And, I, you know, obviously I don't have the speed and whatnot, but I'm going to play hard and I'm going to play to the whistle. And that's what it was. So, I mean, that's the thing, what you lack in other things you make up for in heart and everything like that. And mm -hmm. I always, I always say, it was just like, man, those times at like Peck Park. And when I see some of my friends who I played with in those leagues, we talk about that, like they were the best. And then yeah. I was also working at Bogdanovich for a little while and Peck. And I used to see these games. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, these kids aren't going at it that hard. They changed up so much in these <laughs> leagues. I mean, they're kind of soft. When we yeah. played, we went at each other. And yeah, yeah it was just different times. But it, it got me, you know, it's funny you mentioned the AYSO. It got me thinking about those years at, at Bogdanovich and Peck and how fun they were. Oh, yeah. So fun. I mean, I would I would definitely put my my kid in soccer. Um, I think in AYSO for sure, because definitely. it's just such a good experience. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the podcast and what kind of brought you to podcasting. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mentioned earlier, I, I've been a journalist, uh, sports reporter, journalist uh, for the last seven years. I actually started with the Daily Breeze and I still do that now uh, covering local high school football and uh, basketball as well. A lot, a lot of the South Bay schools, Pedro, Banning, Carson, Narbonne, Torrance, 
uh, Redondo occasionally. I've covered different basketball tournaments, but mostly they need you during uh, football season. And it's cool. You know, they pay you for an article and it's, it's one night of work and it's, it's easy to do. It's fun. It was an escape. So mm -hmm. I was doing that. I've, I've been writing for websites as well. And I was just thinking like, you know what? I got to expand my platform. I love to write. Don't get me wrong, but I want to be able to show I have a voice because if I ever uh, apply for a certain job that I want, I want to show versatility. I could, I could write, I could podcast, I could host the show, uh, all of those things. So I think that's one of the big reasons why I, I wanted to start it. Plus I just love talking sports. I mean, you could, if you put me next to an uncle who loves sports or a grandfather that loves sports or a dad, believe me, we'll, we'll be chatting it up for hours. I mean, just about any team, any player. And that's always been a passion of mine. Even to this day, I got friends and my brothers and I mean, we'll just chat for an hour and not yeah. even realize it. So that's always been a big passion of mine. And that's why I wanted to start it. That's really smart. You know, uh, that's a lot of the reason why I started, I started like a personal blog, uh, you know, um, like right after, no, 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 I want to say like a few years ago. And it was really just a place for me to test out my skills and kind of see what I was good at, what I liked writing about. Um, and then that's a lot of the reason why I started the podcast too, because I just felt like it would open up doors um, for me. You have a great radio voice. I'm sure you've thank been you. told that before. I have. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> always, always makes me feel a little subconscious, but you know what though? I mean, I, I went to, um, I went to college at Cal State Dominguez Hills for journalism. And I remember professors used to tell me that all the time. Like, you know, you got a radio TV type voice. You should consider pursuing that. I'm like, I mean, believe me, I do. And like even in middle school, we used to talk like Laker games. Hey, did you see that Laker game last night? And I used to do impersonations of like Chick Hearn and Marv yeah. Albert or Vin Scully and stuff like that. And my friends, even back in middle school, used to say, Camelo, you're going to be the next Chick Hearn. And, and so it always kind of became like a dream of mine to be yeah. a sports broadcaster. And still to this day, I imitate these guys. And I mean, I'll watch a game just because a certain broadcaster is calling it because I've always felt like that's what makes the game special is yeah. those calls, you know? So mm -hmm. um, it, when you think about the special games you've watched, uh, it's it, it, there's always that call associated with it that really makes that game pop even more. And I, and I always said to myself, if I could be a part of that, that'd yeah. be amazing, you know? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I could totally see you doing that um, just because you definitely have the voice for broadcasting, you know, and the face too, not like, you know, not just- Thank you. Radio. <laughs> Very handsome Italian guy, great radio voice. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening for you. Making me blush over here, Amanda. Thank I know, you. I can tell. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I haven't really heard the podcast. Like I told you, I'm not very into sports, but I did listen. Okay. To, um, I did listen to part of it, and it sounds great. Um, tell me about some of the guests that you've had. Yeah, I've had I've had a few different guests on it. It started off with just people that I knew that I knew. Uh, from the business and whatnot, um, a guy that uh, Vince Sampirio, another local San Pedro guy, uh, he he's a uh, he's also a host of a podcast called uh, Locked On. Do I was stumping on the name. Locked On Dodgers is 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 what it's called. So him and I started off as interns uh, at Laker and Dodger Nation. So I've had him on. I had the guy who actually hired me to write for his website, Nick Hamilton. So we always talk Lakers or Dodgers or anything like that. NFL. I always keep him on. And then as I started covering more games and started creating contacts through social media and, and then make, make it an actual connection at the games. I've had Jill Painter who uh, it currently works for Fox sports West and she used to write for the daily breeze for a long time. 
Um, I've had Eric Pincus, longtime NBA writer uh, from the LA Times, now with Bleacher Report, he's been on. Michael J. Duarte from NBCLA, uh, he's been on. So, I mean, I've had some really good guests, and uh, most recently, uh, J.P. Hornstra, mm -hmm. uh, another Dodger beat writer for, from, um, from the Southern California News Group. So, uh, you know, I, if I reach out to these guys, I give them enough time, and they say, hey, I'm in. I'm like, yeah, 15, 20 minutes, and I let them do their thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I think, it, yeah. you know, personally for me, I like listening to, I think that there's something special about hearing about stuff that you like, that you're interested in from someone local, you know, someone mm -hmm. within your community. So I think it's really awesome that you are talking sports, covering, you know, major games um, from, from Pedro. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Trying to, trying to make a name for myself. And, you know, like I said, when, when it's, when I try to keep it casual and I put them, put my guests in a position to be successful, like, hey, go do your thing. And then I'm just going to sit back and be like this, like, yeah. uh -huh. oh, you don't say because they're dropping so much knowledge because they're actually covering the teams every right. day. They're going to practices. They're covering all all of the home games and road games and whatnot. So uh, it's great to have them on there. Another guy I missed is uh, Jovan Buha from The mm -hmm. Athletic and another guy who kind of started from nothing and has now become uh, an established beat writer and you know anytime I want to talk Clippers and we want to debate go back and forth I know he, if, he, if I bring him on he's going to drop a lot of knowledge on me and I'm going to say to myself huh I didn't realize that but yeah. now I'm glad I do so that Same. it's that aspect like that insight. Uh, one of the reasons that I also started the podcast was because I wanted to honestly I just felt like I was missing out on my community you know I was just like having FOMO and I just saw new businesses popping up I saw like you know, new things happening on social media, on a local level. And I was like, I just want to learn more, you know, and I think um, podcasting is a great way to do it because you have a reason to bring them on and make them talk about what they, what you want to learn about. So yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been fun like that. And that was a good, that's a good strategy. <laughs> For sure. And, and the thing is, it's like, I, I mean, I'm used to recording in an actual studio. I, I record at Cal State Dominguez Hills. The, the station manager is a friend of mine. Oh, that's he's, so cool. Yeah, he's nice, exactly. He's nice enough to give me an hour a week at, at the studio. But now with technology being what it is with Zoom, with Skype, with SoundCloud, with Apple yeah. iTunes, I mean, you're able to basically set up, set it up from home. If you have all the right equipment, it, yeah. there's so many different softwares and programs you could use now uh, to do it by yourself from, from your home. And I know a lot of people do that even before the pandemic, they were doing it from a garage or a basement or something like that. So thank God yeah. for technology. I was in my, yeah, I pretty much did it on uh, the kitchen table after the baby went to bed. Um, and it was, it was a lot, but it was, it, it worked out. I have like an H6 recorder, just the basic stuff from Amazon worked just fine. Um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm glad to be in the company of another local podcaster. Um, so let's talk about the thing I really want to talk about, which is how this pandemic is really affecting our sports community. Yeah, I mean, obviously everything is, is shut down right now. Um, on the national level, things are starting to open up. I know the Lakers recently opened up their facilities, but with obvious limitations, one or two players per day, obviously getting your, your hands sanitized, wearing a mask, wearing gloves, having your shoes sanitized, uh, making sure that whoever's in the facility with you 
uh, has a mask on. So it's been very limited. So it's great to see these facilities opening up, but yeah. it's not like it was where you could have the entire team in there doing a full court scrimmage. Uh, obviously, a lot of the local sports, a lot of local high schools, I mean, at the time where things were getting shut down, I believe it was in the middle of March, football season was done. But you were right in the end of basketball season, going into baseball, lacrosse, volleyball, those kind of, you know, those spring type sports. And I mean, now all of that was was robbed. So any high school that was trying to compete for state championship, regional championship, national championship got robbed. Uh, college, there was no uh, basketball tournament for men's or women's. That was a, a massive blow. Uh, the college baseball season got canceled. Uh, obviously, right now, the NBA, NHL playoffs have been suspended. We don't know when or how they're going to come back. The, the baseball season has not started up yet. The soccer season has not started up yet. So, I mean, it's just, it's really limited. And now it's, well, how do we get it back? Because remember, with soccer, with football, with basketball, you have five on five, 10 on 10, 11 on 11. And you got to make sure you have the testing. You have the equipment. You make sure that everybody is safe, trying to limit uh, the exposure to where these athletes don't test positive. I know UFC just, you know, started up again, as did NASCAR, but those sports are a little bit easier because there's not as many people occupying the same space at the same time. So until we find a way to figure all of that out, I don't know when and, and how this, this whole thing is going to start up again. Yeah, that was what I was curious about is um, if there was some type of end in sight for all of the lockdowns for sports, you know what I mean? Um, I, I mean, does it sound like everybody's going to need to get tested who plays sports and that's the only way they'll be able to continue to play? I mean, is that what the future holds for, you know, sports? I think so. I mean, this is something where it's like you hear different things different day. I know Governor Newsom said we could have pro sports coming back by June. And it's like, great, but what that, what's that going to look like? I know Arizona, uh, their governor recently said, hey, we're going to have pro sports here in the state of Arizona. So, I mean, if, if the MLB, the NA, uh, NHL, NFL, NBA wants to start it up, they're more than welcome to come here through the state of Arizona. But it's, it's not so much about facilities per se. It's about the equipment, the testing in particular, to know who's got it, who doesn't, and who potentially could be infected because you think about it from just just baseball 25 guys occupying a dugout occupying a clubhouse mm -hmm. occupying shower facilities and then of course you got nine guys on the field yeah they're, they're spaced out and whatnot but what about when a guy's over at first base after he hit a single and now he's sharing the same space as the first baseman so uh you want to make sure that you have the test the, the testing and all of that equipment but at the same point in time here's the rub are you taking equipment away from healthcare professionals and clinics and hospitals who desperately need that for their own patients? Yeah. So you could start up your sports league. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, there's, there's just so many different issues with that. I know the MLB has taken the antibody test. I know NBA players have done the antibody test, but that's still, you know, we still don't know if just because you had it, you can't catch it again. So you see, you see how many different layers there are where it's not just as simple as put everybody in one location, put everyone in this facility, and then let's start it up and let's roll a ball out there. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just not that simple. Yeah. Yeah. This, this just sounds crazy. It just sounds like it's never going to come back ever. But um, I mean, I hope, I know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that they are, there are people out there, professionals working on this right. really complex problem as you laid out. Um, what are sports, like which sports are coming back 
sooner. Well, right now, uh, NASCAR recently came back, which is obviously, you know, it's a bunch of guys driving. So you're already creating that distance. You're not right next to each other. And you, the UFC, uh, Dana White, pre the president of UFC, just, just had UFC 249 without any spectators, which mm -hmm. obviously at this point, if sports come back this year, there will be no spectators. Wait, but sorry, what is that? The UFC, uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship, oh, yeah. uh, Mixed Martial Arts. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that down there in the back of my head, maybe. <laughs> right, yeah. So, but actually, my husband did tell me that they, they had started up again because it's just one-on-one, yes. -on -one, right? So I'm assuming it, yes. they probably get tested and then they go at it. Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's a little bit easier. So even if you have an, a, a, an empty arena or whatnot, it's only two guys in the cage at the same time. And uh, their respective training staffs, which is maybe three, four guys tops, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe a few more. But what happened with that is that happened, I believe, on a Saturday night. And then on Friday, one of the fighters had actually tested positive, as did oh, his wow. trainer. Mm -hmm. So they had to cancel that fight, put him under quarantine, put the trainer under quarantine. Uh, but the show essentially went on. And as far as I know, knock on wood, nobody else got uh, infected. Nobody else tested positive. So, but if that could happen with the UFC with not as many people involved, what could happen in the NFL, MLB, NHL, the MLS, international soccer? I know I just saw a stat that, one, that there were six more players in the Premier League uh, that tested positive. So do you keep just pushing forward or do you shut it down again when these players test positive? Because I'm telling you, Amanda, it will happen. Yeah. It's going to be a matter of time. Yeah. I know, um, you know, the longer this goes on, the longer it just becomes clear that this is something we're gonna have to literally like live with and have to be careful of for the foreseeable future, you know? I mean, right. probably the next couple of years. And it's like, how do we, how do we navigate that time? Um, I'm assuming that golf is a thing? Yeah, golf is gonna be coming back, but I mean, they even suspended and canceled quite a few tournaments. I mean, this is, we're, we should be in the middle of golf season as well. Uh, you know, usually spring and summertime is what they, they own. And they haven't even announced we're going to bring back the masters or the open or the P you know, th this tournament with the PGA tour. So uh, I don't know, but that's another sport where you could have it without spectators, keep the players within distance uh, of each other. And, you know, if they need to wear a mask, that's fine because they're not, they're not running up and down the, you know, a 94 foot hardwood floor right. or, you know, 103 yards across the football field or skating, you know, on, on an ice rink. It's a little bit different. So yeah. I, I think these major team sports, even tennis, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back in the foreseeable future. But Mike Greenberg today of ESPN, he hosts uh, Get Up, asked an interesting question. And this is something we all have to ask ourselves in the sports field. How much risk are we willing to live with to accomplish our goal, whether it's to finish a season or in baseball's case, to start a season? And yeah. that's the biggest question. How much risk are you willing to live with? And I mean, that's the biggest question that these leagues, these doctors, the governors, anybody who's involved in making a decision has got to ask themselves. So uh, what's been playing on ESPN lately if there's no sports going on? Oh man, these last five weeks, I have talked almost exhaustively, but captivatingly about The Last Dance, a 10 part documentary series about the 98 Chicago Bulls. And it was, okay. each episode was better than the next. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. They just showed the, the final episode this past Sunday. And just, 
it was just so much fun to watch, to relive those memories. I was, I was a young kid, as were you, when Michael Jordan was on top of the basketball world and to, to actually see it in real time and relive those moments and appreciate it more now as an adult. Uh, that's, that's what's been playing a lot, but they've also been playing Korean baseball. They've been playing a lot of like classic games, you, you know, the most memorable games through the years. And, uh, you know, talking about the situation with, uh, with these leagues and, and what's going to happen. So I know SportsCenter and a lot of these other talk shows have, uh, have also gone into great detail about that. But uh, the last dance over the last five weeks, I'm sure the audi- a lot of your audience w- was watching that. It was on ESPN every Sunday night, mm-hmm. and it was so much fun to watch. The interviews, the soundtrack. Everything. Okay, so The Last Dance is a documentary about the Chicago Bulls when Michael Michael Jordan, yes. Okay, when he was at his peak, cool. Yes. That's very cool. Um, Yep, I mean, I remember Space Jam, and that's as as into it as I ever got. (laughs) (laughs) And they talk about that in the docuseries as well. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of respect for Michael Jordan. I definitely know, like, he made history, and um, obviously his brand is you know, kind of speaks volumes for that. Um, but yeah. So what are, do you know anything about what local, you know, as far as like Pedro and RPV and like where we're at with sports right now? Uh, as of right now, I haven't really heard anything. Uh, I mean, I think at this point, the, the bigger issue, I, I think everything has been canceled as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't checked back with my editor for a long time from the Daily Breeze. So if anyone, excuse me, if anyone would know, I think, I think he would. Uh, but I think the bigger issue is just finishing out the school year. Uh, and I think that's, that's just what it is. I think at this point, you know, we're, we're about to be in June in the next couple of weeks and I don't see why or how they would start up the season. I mean, because this is a, this is a disease that this is a virus that's infecting everybody. So, I mean, young people, even though they may be lower risk, they're still at risk of, of catching it. It seems like every day we're learning new things about how this virus infects young yeah. people, even in our age range. So uh, mm-hmm. as of right now, I think all of the leagues uh, are canceled as far as basketball and lacrosse and volleyball and baseball go. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm sure the priority is just getting the school year done. And um, I, I really feel for those kids who are active in sports and that was their thing. And that was the, the, the thing that kept them together, you know, right. Uh, and maybe academics wasn't their strong suit and sports was. I, I feel for those kids right now. Yeah. Um, well, one thing about sports that I actually found that I love is sports movies. <laughs> as do I. As do I. Yeah. Have you, been, have you been watching any recently? I mean, due to the pandemic, we have a lot more time at home, I feel like. And, you know, right. we're catching up on some of our favorites. So has there been anything that you've recently watched? Um, as far as sports movies go, um, I haven't watched any new sports movies. I mean, usually if it's like Major League that comes on AMC, I'm always watching that. That's a movie I could quote all day. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites is, is, is uh, Space Jam. I always love Space Jam. Uh, one of my favorite basketball movies, though, of all time is Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal, young Shaquille O'Neal, and oh. Penny Hardaway. And uh, it was a really well-made movie. It came out back in I believe it was like 92 or 93 or something like that. And, uh, you know, talked about kind of the corruption in college basketball. Glory Road, another great movie. You can never go wrong with Remember the Titans, a great football movie. That's Uh, what we just saw. And honestly, I was like, wow, I forgot how much I love this movie. Yes. Um, Yep, that's a really good one. But (laughs) 
A few of the others I haven't seen. The Replacements was one that I always oh. Love the replacement. Keanu Reeves is Shane Falco. I, I love, love that him. movie. Yeah. yeah, that was on a couple of weeks ago. I was kind of skimming through the channels and I and I saw that. Yeah, that, that was a really that was a really good one. Um, what's it, what's another one I think you'd like? Any given Sunday is good with Al Pacino, directed by Oliver Stone. Okay. Uh, young Jamie Fox. This is when Jamie was making that transition from like comedian to dramatic actor and yeah. this this movie actually put him on the map he was really good the cast is huge cameron diaz l.o cool j james woods um yeah it's really that's a really good movie okay very yeah. cool yeah i know i've i've it's so funny that i've really never been that interested in sports and watching like games on tv my dad loves soccer he can watch soccer every single day i mean he just comes home from work and puts on soccer you know um yeah. And same with my, same with my husband's dad. Like they're both, they both just want to chill out and watch soccer. Um, it's a great sport. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've always loved sports movies. I mean, we're talking like ever since like Little Giants was a thing. I was a kid when that came out. Um, oh, love, love Little Giants. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, back, you know, what's funny, not to interrupt. Last night I was watching Mighty Ducks too. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Mighty Ducks. You can't go wrong with Mighty Ducks. I feel like I, I love Mighty Ducks. Anytime I see it, like on any of the streaming services, I will watch it. There's yep. no question. I'll put it on. Quack, um, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I totally remember those movies. They just give me all the feels. And I think there's just something really special about sports that really pulls out the best in somebody. Um, oh, yeah. Totally. I agree. I agree. A Rudy will make me emotional every single time I watch it, especially at the end when he finally gets his shot and goes in and sacks the quarterback and the whole crowd is chanting his name. I mean, that, that gives me chills every single time. Yeah. Love Rudy. Yeah. That's a good one. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I remember that's a really good one. Um, I, yeah, I, I think um, I'll have to throw some more in later for recommendations. Do you have anything you highly recommend for any listeners out there who just want to get back into like sports mode? Uh, I mean, if they're talking like new-ish movies or old movies or something like that, I think a lot of the ones I mentioned were good. Major League One and Two, it's a base, those are baseball movies. If you want to see young Charlie Sheen before he came off the rails, yeah. uh, that's, a, that's, a really, that's a really good one. Uh, Wesley Snipes was also in the first one. Those are two of like my favorite uh, mm -hmm. movies. Uh, Blue Chips is is really good. Any given Sunday, you said the replacements, and then you got like the kid type movies. Little Giants is good. Yeah. Little Big League, where the kid manages a baseball team. Rookie oh, Year, that's a good one where he learns how to throw 100 miles per hour. Uh, Angels in the Outfield. I mean, I can't really oh, pick wow. a favorite. Yeah. yeah. I can't pick a favorite. Th those are all really good movies. I just thought I don't about think um, you can go wrong with. I just thought about another one that like literally I, it didn't cross my mind until now, but a league of their own. Which yes. Was oh my gosh. I can't believe I missed that one. Yes. Yeah. That, that one has been on epics. Uh, the epics channel, like it was on every day for like two weeks and I was watching it. Tom Hanks is brilliant in that. Brilliant. I know. I love yeah. seeing, I love seeing the women get out there and do their thing too. And yes. Tom Hanks in that is like, it's just a very special Tom Hanks, you know, it's like yeah. such <laughs> like an a-hole that I actually you know you don't get to see Tom Hanks like that all the time so it's like there's almost, no crying <laughs> I just you almost love it too much yeah there's no crying there's no crying in baseball <laughs> yeah yeah uh, Gina, Gina Davis is really good Madonna takes oh on a great gosh. role Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell Rosie O'Donnell is like the captain of the team you can't not love Rosie in that movie yeah 
No, definitely. It just, it makes you want those, like, uh, for me, it just makes you crave those female friendships where you can go out there and just like get dirty, go play, go like let out all your emotions on the field, you know, and just have a really good time on a road trip. (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I thought it was, it was a nice tribute to uh, probably an, an overlooked group of women who helped the country get through a tough time during the beginning of World War II when, uh, you know, the men's league was almost shut down. And uh, I, I was really glad that Penny Marshall, who was the director, made a movie about it. It was so well cast. I thought the score was great. Mm-hmm. The, the dialogue, the acting, I mean, it was, I, that movie just always makes you feel good every time you see it. So uh, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed The League of Their Own. That was one of my mom's favorite uh, all-time sports movies as well. I, so. I'm going to find out where it's streaming and then put it on right now. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I found it on Epix. So I don't know if you have Epix. Uh, it's, it's with that Stars Encore package. Maybe you could check that out. I don't think we do. No, we like, you know, once we moved, we moved earlier in the year, we got rid of cable. Um, almost everything we were watching was literally like being streamed. So we just stuck okay. with streaming services and got Wi-Fi. but um, I'll have to figure out where that's, where that's streaming or where it's being offered right now. Um, I apologize that I don't know more about sports because I feel like you could get a really, I could get a really good interview from you, but um, <laughs> I really hope that um, listeners will tune in and start hearing a local voice, you know, um, in the sports, in the sports world. So I'm really glad um, for you being on. <clears throat> oh, no, thank you so much for having me. This was great. I know we had been kind of keeping in, in touch over the last few weeks and just couldn't kind of figure out a time. Sometimes on my days off from my day job, I'm, I'm busy doing my podcast and another podcast that I host as well called the Showtime Forum, which is an all Lakers podcast mm-hmm. that I co-host with somebody else. So between you know, posting those and editing and converting and all that, you know, you know how it is. It could be all of a sudden your time just goes like that. So, but no, yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad we, we were able to do this today, Amanda. It was, it was um, awesome. I would love to have you back on, even if it's not necessarily about sports, just to talk about anything else local you're interested sure. in. Um, you know, I don't know if you've done any of the little Italy things. Have you checked out the cooking show or anything like I, that? I, I have it. I'll be honest. I haven't personally. I think my dad probably has. But John, I have not did you hear that? John Bagakis, your friend didn't check it out yet. <laughs> John, John is family. John knows I'm always behind him 100%. I follow <laughs> all of his other stuff on Instagram. I is like, that guy is a machine. Seriously. That guy is a Greek Italian machine that is constantly going 24 seven. So uh, whenever he needs me, all he needs to do is ask. John is another guy I could talk till I'm blue in the face with about anything, especially yeah. sports. He's a big Clipper fan, so uh, okay. I'm sure he wants to see this season get back on track to see his Clippers compete for a championship. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I, I got to check that out. Thank you, Amanda. You really putting should. Me on blast. <laughs> you really should. It's going to make you hungry, though, just a warning. <laughs> I'll make sure I don't eat anything leading up to it then. There you go. <laughs> um, well, for all the listeners, why don't you tell them where they could follow you and where do they can listen to the podcast? Sure, absolutely. So you can follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Camello, C-A-M-E-L-L-O. I'm also on Instagram, Camello one um, I'm on Facebook. You can follow me on there. Just type in my name. And uh, you can also download and subscribe to my podcast, uh, Camello's Corner, which is available on Apple iTunes and SoundCloud. Awesome. Awesome. Was there anything else you wanted to add that I, I didn't, I may not have asked about? 
No, no, I think that I think I think you covered pretty much everything. Uh, I think you're doing a good job with this uh, with this podcast. I, I know it's a, when you first started, it really got a buzz, and that's why I was just like, this, "What is this? Hello, San Pedro, over here." I mean, they're they're getting like everybody on there, and uh, you know, when I saw guys like Josh Stecker uh, on there, uh, Josh, I've known for a long time. Our families go way back. Uh, I know he's done a lot of work with the San Pedro Today magazine. And we always look forward to getting that every month and uh so no it's it's what you're doing keep up the good work and uh anytime you want to have me on just let me know thank you i will probably take you up on that yeah uh, <laughs> I, you know when i hear a voice that i like and when i he talk to somebody that is like obviously conversational it's just very tempting i just kind of keep them on a separate list so i'd be like let me ask him if he wants to talk about this <laughs> So if you're on that short list, FYI. Um, yeah, no, Josh has been great. I've been encouraging him to start a podcast. So, I mean, you should let him know too that you're waiting. Um, I thought, I think the magazine could do a lot with their, you know, with all of their content. They could be putting it out there as a podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's, done, he's done a lot of great work. My brothers have a, have, have a band in San Pedro called 110 South. And years oh. ago, yeah, so years ago, I mean, they don't play as much now, obviously. Uh, guys have gotten older and, and um, got married and had kids and everything and everything like that, including my my two brothers. Um, but I remember Josh doing an actual interview at the keyboard player's garage, and all five were there. Now, and it oh. felt like so awesome because, like, oh man! And I was like 12, 13 years old. I'm like, man, they're gonna be in in the San Pedro magazine. This was like 2003, 2004, oh. and and I was just like so excited. And Josh is like taking his notes, and yeah, he had his recorder and stuff like that. But the story he wrote. And I think we still have the magazine. It was awesome. And, uh, he's he's done a lot of great things for that uh, for that uh, newspaper and magazine for a long time. So yeah, good dude, good dude. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, he'll listen to the podcast. You know, you've caught him probably on the other episodes. But yeah, I'll definitely tell him to check this one out because um, we talk about him. <laughs> okay, right on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, thank you so much for being on and telling us, like, just basically doing a, a check-in with the sports community you know um for all of you listeners out there that are in sports that are you know coaches and uh players hang in there if you're a student i mean hang in there it will get better this will pass you will have your moment again that's what i'm hoping yeah me too uh and i think that's the best advice just hang in there and and hope for the best try to be optimistic and uh and try to come up with the best plan where people can and not have this in the back of their mind all the time. So I think that's the biggest thing and just uh, hang in there and try to stay healthy and safe. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much, Chris, um, for, ha for being on. I really appreciate it. Again, you're on my short list, so I'll be hitting you up soon. <laughs> Anytime, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you again. Appreciate it. And great job and keep up the good work on your end. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Be sure to check out all the links in the show notes um, where you can follow Chris Camello and where you can listen to his podcast. See you next week.